Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, welcome to uh, Off The Bench, Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews. Here as the uh, the guy on that uh, thing said, hello, Satsy. <laughs> hello, Jace. Hello, listeners as well. And uh, it's been another adventurous week, hasn't it, in the, uh, the world of sport and especially rugby league. We've got players that are breaching COVID protocols. We've got yep. a... Re- couple of repeat offenders. We've got one new offender as well. Who got a slap and on the wrist. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Who, of course, uh, and of course, uh, this weekend we've got one of the great rivalries, which is the uh, the Rabbitohs up against uh, the Roosters. How are you feeling about that, Woogie? Well, you're a mad Rabbitohs supporter. Are you yeah. confident Jared Wery Hargraves has been, is, is, uh, has been pulled out of the game? Look, I think with the injuries and the players unavailable for the Roosters, if, if Souths don't win this, then there's a massive problem. And if Souths win this by a lot, mm. I'm kind of – I'm like, oh, well, oh yeah, fair enough. Um, expected. It's expected, you know. So mm. I wouldn't get carried away either if uh, Souths won by a big margin. I mean, the corresponding game last year, didn't Souths win by 50? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Going into the finals. So – I don't know, mate. I'm I'm not so concerned. I'm looking forward to tonight's game. It's the rivalry is great, but I'm still really disappointed in their performance in the second half last week against the Panthers. I really yeah. am. I, yeah, I'm just was pr- 25 unanswered points is not good enough for a side that's trying to trying to win a comp. I mean, they were. I'm not not saying this is the reason because Penrith did outplay South, but they were on the end of a, 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 a well one of those penalty counts that leaves you scratching your head you know 11-2 mm. but having said that they were outplayed by the Panthers and how good's Cleary oh my god he's he's yeah. he's a bit of a maestro he is and and you know well we're talking about it uh, Badge and I during the week Sats um, that I said who's the greatest player right now in the NRL who's the best player and who would you say who would I say if I was going to? Well, so if, right if you're a club and you, you're going to sign a player right now, yeah, based uh, on based on up performances up to the end of round twenty three, I'm going to say still Tedesco or Trebojevic. I would too, but Jesus, after seeing the way that Cleary played last week against South, he has to be in the mix. He's in the top mm. three, right? Yeah, I think he is absolutely. I would he say has so, so much of an influence on the game overall, and yeah, the really good players have the ability to. Slow the game down when they need to, speed the game up when they need to, whether it's through their kicking game or just their sheer intensity. And and Nathan Cleary's he's just about nailing it now. And you can see they're a completely different side. And you always see that with sides when they've got the best player back. But the ability for him just to move pieces around the field like a chessboard, they're mm. the really good players. They're the players that have that have grown up with really good rugby league intellect. For for the record. I had um, I've got Teddy at number one, and I, I'm I'm nominating a Roosters player. I understand, but I reckon Teddy consistently week in week out with the team he's got around him, is mm. his performance last week was off the charts, wasn't it? Mm, it was, it was. We saw that in Origin too, didn't we? Yeah, Jace. When everyone started to question about whether Tommy Trebojevic playing in the centres is the best fullback in the game, and James Tedesco was the captain in New South Wales. Didn't say anything. He just said, "You know what? I'm just going to remind everybody." And got and man of the match. Did. And got yeah, man of the amazing. match. And, and amazing. Amazing. So yeah, I was just going to say he, but he's been unbelievable. And remember, he was their fourth string captain. Mm. He's the reluctant skipper of the side as well. And I, I reckon he's another question for you. Who wins skipper of the year this year? It has to be him, right? Does it? Well, who else is there? Adam Reynolds. 
Well, I don't think South. Well, when three weeks ago, I thought South were convincing me that, that they could play in a grand final. I'm not going to say. Well, we're talking about the captain play. though, the person who leads well, a team here. Well, the captain plays a big role in that, and, and he has. Yeah, he has. Uh, Nathan Cleary has, has spent a fair bit of time off on the, the sideline. Yeah, Yo yep. as well. Um, Isaiah Yo's got to be got to be up there as well as co-captain. Yeah, absolutely. Mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he's been tremendous through the Origin period and Bromwich, um, Jesse Bromwich, from the Storm. No, but when when you look at the Roosters of you know you look at Coach of the Year and I always look at Coach of the Year should always be the team that wins the comp because there's so many hats that a coach has got to wear these days in the in the new game the modern game with the millennials that that you've got to be a very good coach to take your team through to the grand final and win it as well. And I think, you know, whoever wins it should be the coach of the year. But then there's an argument for Trent Robinson, who has had 17 of his players out for four weeks or more throughout the season. I mean, they've got a team off the field that we've seen throughout the week. Yeah, and yeah. It's been publicised that there would probably be a top eight side of all their injured players in their position. One so, to 13. One to 13. Just speaks Not volumes about, yeah. of how, how strong that club is. I rec- if Robbo doesn't win Coach of the Year this year, there's something wrong, mate. And 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 let's think well, about there's a fair there's a fair argument that you know Craig Bellamy has the potential to take the the Melbourne Storm to the the most amount of wins in the history of the regular season. But look at the cattle and, he's had available to him compared to Trent Robinson. Yeah, but look at the cattle that he lost. He lost Cam Smith, the greatest player of all time. Mm. And usually, like when when clubs usually lose players of of such a key aspect of their club you expect them to go through 12 or 24 months of a little bit of hurt and a little bit of bleeding yeah but they, they haven't missed a beat statistically they're a better team without cam smith the only thing is they haven't won a comp yet without cameron smith well my top five i was getting back to that by the way was uh i had teddy one tommy two i had nathan three number four cody walker and number five mm-hmm. Payne haas Oh, 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 you know, I agree with uh, four of you. What would you change there? So I've got Tommy Chaboyevich number one because he can play a number of positions. You could throw him at number six if you wanted to, and he'd still be dominant. Centre, fullback. James Tedesco, two. Uh, Nathan Cleary, three. Um, I've got Latrell Mitchell, four. At the moment, if I was going to start a club and I was going to sign any player that I could sign, Mm. Latrell Mitchell and Payne Haas, definitely. I I think think he'll go down as one of our greatest front rows we've ever seen. And I, I... do I do genuinely believe that? I believe at 21 years of age, the things that he's doing, yeah, I've got no doubt that by the time he's retired, we will be talking about him the same way we talk about Lazarus and Beetson and Co. That's how dominant this kid could be. He's one of my favourite Blues players, and uh, Badge and I spoke to him during the week, so he'll be on the show real soon. Uh, we'll get our tips for round 24. I'm having a shock. I picked the I picked the Titans Thursday night, so I'm done. It's down down to you and Badge. I'm I'm out. Yep. I'm handing I'm over the championship. You, yeah, because he picked uh, the Titans too, didn't he? He did. He's getting nervous. He's like he's like his uh, arch nemesis, Greg Norman, isn't he? He's getting to the final rounds, and he's and he's starting to to shake a bit, isn't he? Well, as we know, we know Badge better than anyone, and he is he likes to control the narrative. And Absolutely, if he can't control the narrative. He gets a little bit antsy. Oh, look, let's be honest. He's a loser. Let's be honest. And I'm be- I'm betting on you coming home and taking it, mate. Yep. All right? I, I am too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You've had a good run lately. Uh, tips around 24. I think I said that. But right now, uh, should we do this? Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. We've just looked back at a fair bit, but, I mean, there's a bit of bad news around this week. Uh, mm. Adam Elliott's. Um, obviously got involved in a uh, – they're calling it a toilet trist. 
Now, um, is that is that double use of the French language? Mm. Triste oh, and toilet. Well, first of all, I want to know which <laughs> toilet they are in. Were they in the male toilet or I, the female toilet? My sources it, tell me it's the it was the males. The males toilet. So he's done nothing wrong. He's in the toilet. He's in he's a cubicle. He's in a cubicle where he's allowed to be. With his shirt okay. off. With his shirt off and <laughs> he's also got sweatbands around his wrists and a headband around his head and he's dancing with and a bum bag. A bum bag. And a bum bag. We may have we may have made a little bit of that up, guys. Uh, but he's yeah. And he's wearing fluoro pants. Um, but in saying that, um, you know, based on the evidence that we know, and obviously there's a lot more to this. We think there is a lot more to this. Well, we would suspect that there's a lot more to this. Now, Millie Ball has come out and said both her and Ellie, Adam Elliott have been friends for a long time. They're both down from the south coast of New South Wales, and and uh, and all they had was a little bit of a kiss. Now, what was Millie Ball doing in the male toilet? In a cubicle That's with the door in shut. In a cubicle. And um, if they were having a kiss... Well, the, not the a, NRL. Yeah. Well, the NRL are saying that that Adam Elliott has breached the COVID protocol rules around the NRL. Now, I find these a little bit concerning, or because the players are now out of their quarantines, they do have protocols with the clubs. They are, are in their own little hubs, but they're allowed to go to restaurants and you know they're allowed to go to anything other than bars and clubs or whatever it may so be. This so this was a restaurant to, bar. Yeah, so it's a restaurant bar on the Gold Coast. Would you class it, Jason? You know the place. It's White Rhino, I think it is. Isn't yeah, it, the place yeah. is. It, would you class it a a bar or a restaurant? Well, it's more a, it's so? it's fifty fifty, really. Mm. You go there, you can have a drink or you can have a meal, or you can have both. So, so there is an argument that that if you, they said, well, you're in a licensed premises, they're saying, well, no, we just went there for dinner, and well, they're allowed to do yeah, that. Absolutely. I mean, you can go to a pub for dinner. Yeah. So there's a few grey areas around around what the protocols and what the players can and can't do. Now, that's is an easy kissing, excuse. Is kissing not allowed in the toilets? Well, this is it. Based on the evidence that we know on face value is that I think $10,000 is a really harsh penalty. I hope she's Compared, a good kisser. Yeah. Well, she's a very attractive young lady. Well, that's well. got nothing to do with it. I'm not. If you're superficial, it's got something well, to do with it. I'm saying Adam Elliott is superficial. Oh. Okay. And we've interviewed him. He's actually a, he's a great kid. Outstanding. So enthusiastic. And yeah. Unfortunately, $10,000 fine. That's been handed down by the NRL in all seriousness. The Bulldogs, they're yet to hand a, a sanction down to Adam Elliott at the moment. Would you keep him? Uh, I mean, what's this, the third thing now? And, and, and by the way, before people go, oh, he's got a girlfriend. Or, no, they're single now. She's moved back to Darwin. Um, yes. So the relationship has, has finished, which no doubt that'll be hurting him a bit as well because um, we talked to him about how, how proud he was to become a dad and – and all that, mm. so he's probably got a lot of stuff going on at the moment, and and you know he needs to deal with that. You know, well, he's uh, just not. He, he's got to not drink alcohol. Absolutely. Do you, as the Bulldogs, do you cut him? No, I don't. I don't. I and mean, based on this situation, and if the NRL are, are finding him because of a bro- breach of a protocol, um, which we've got to take very seriously, I still believe that sometimes it can be a little bit hypocritical some of the some of the protocols that we're putting in place because. Because we are allowing them to go to certain sectors of the community, yet there can also be some, uh, some, some arguments around why they are in particular areas. So it's a little bit wishy-washy yeah. at the yeah. moment. They want them to be able to go out and, and be part of the community. And, and again, I'll, I'll throw it out there. It's, it's for their, their um, mental health and being able to communicate with the community, get out in the fresh air rather than being cooped up in hotels, whatever it may be. But again, it's, it, it, there's points of argument around 
where some of the players can and can't go. So $10,000, is it harsh? Yeah, probably. Um, if the evidence is only around kissing Millie Boyle in a, in a cubicle in a toilet, is he worth sacking? No, he's not worth sacking, but I would be putting conditions in his contract that if um, that if he drinks alcohol during the term of his, his contract with the Bulldogs, that they can rip the contract up because it what it represents is nothing good for Adam Edley on every occasion so far. Yeah, yeah. What about Dugan? Uh, by the way, sorry, Adam Elliott, $10,000 fine. Um, uh, Millie Boyle, a slap on the wrist uh, for her first fan- offence. Fair yeah. enough. And if anyone, well, she got a warning. Well, she's not a repeat yeah. offender. And, so. and, and if, if, if people are going to make this a sex thing, oh, she's a female, so she got off lightly, just shut up. Seriously, she hasn't done anything before. She uh, Apparently what happened wasn't that bad from what we believe and she cops a slap on the wrist and a warning and that, is fair enough, but don't Absolutely. make it. Don't make it a male versus female thing, for God's sake. Um, Josh Dugan, fifty thousand dollar fine. Now this is different. This is the, the I, I. What What do you do with Dugs? No, you just cut him. Yeah, yeah. He, is that his NRL career over? And again, it's a little bit hypocritical because we're talking about another repeat offender. But he, um, but he also repeat offended twice in the same day. Yeah, but you got to you got to weight them. I think you've got to weight them against how significant they are. Now, Adam Elliott, yeah, he's had three situations now. One was the Mad Monday with the the footage where photographers were doing everything they can to get photos of the Bulldogs on their Mad Monday when they are in a closed environment at a a, a private establishment. And yes, there's arguments saying that you shouldn't put yourself in that situation. But I know I've been there in that situation where. Things can get out of hand on a Mad Monday when you're behind closed doors. And then you've got the Michael Leisher situation. Well, that's an internal situation with the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs playing group. And then you've got the latest Millie Boyle one. Now, Josh Dugan has breached protocols before, previously. And now, yeah, caught twice on the same night. Once in Lithgow, I'm led to believe, using the excuse that he's feeding some animals and <laughs> and also um, moving some furniture, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. You know, he's a long way from home. And he is always flouted with the laws, yeah. uh, Josh Dugan. Um, you know, he's always been surrounded with controversy, Josh Dugan, and a lot of that's got to do with his inability to make the right decision. Now, a, a lot of the arguments around that is you know, nature versus nurture. Is he, is he a kid that's unfortunately with an upbringing, whatever it may be, that doesn't allow him to, to um, see the difference between right and wrong? Not quite sure. You know, People that are far smarter than you and I will delve deeper whoa, 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 whoa. Into, into that. Yep. But in saying that, um, what do you do with Josh Dugan? I just think he's too much of a liability for a club. And, you know, there'll be a club out there that'll try and take him on for, and he'll have to start again from a, a pay point of view. He's on $800,000 with, you know, with the Sharks currently. Then, And some club will think they can change him. But I think, and I don't like seeing players go to the UK Super League when... Um, as a last resort. As a, well, You know, when they're still in their... Yeah, still in their prime. They've still got a lot of rugby league left. Is in he them. still in like his prime? What is he? Thirty-one. Well, yeah, but he's still a really good player. I think he's still got a lot of rugby league left in him. Unfortunately, he's he's always injury ravaged. But I think the only place for him is there's always been these threats of rugby union, and maybe the UK Super League is the best place for him, where there's not so much scrutiny. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview.
Yeah, it is Satsy. Um, Friday night footy. Jeez, uh, I've been spoiled as a South Sydney supporter over the last couple of weeks because we had the Panthers last week. And now tonight, it's the Rabbitohs taking on the Roosters at Suncorp. I don't like Suncorp as a South supporter. It's not a very good um, hunting ground for South. So, a lot but, of Queensland supporters, but oh, I understand South that. Supporters but we don't live in Queensland, I should say. We don't win much at Suncorp. Yeah, true. So, I, I don't You're like right. it. But. South, no excuses today, mate. No ex- uh, no excuses Friday Night Football. South should win this and should win this game well, given who's not available for the Roosters. Yeah, you're right. Um, what is really important for South is that defensively, and you, you made a really good point earlier on, Jace. You said if they win, people will say, well, it's expected. And if they lose, people will say, well, they, you know, they can't compete in this final series. So um, tremendous matchup. One of the great rivalries we see in rugby league, uh, but you're right. I, I think what does convince me about whether the Rabbitohs can be a premiership threat. You got to remember they haven't beaten Melbourne or the Panthers in the last ten games, so mm. they've got to find something different. They, they've got to they're experienced individuals like your Latrells and your Adam Reynolds and your um, Cody Walkers and Damien Cooks. Those players. They've got to stand up. They've got to find something different if they're going to win the comp this year. They've got to go to a completely different level individually and do something brilliant to be able to break the shackles and the minds of, of people who are doubting them. Now, against the Roosters, the only thing that's going to convince me is if, one, if they win, and they win handsomely, but two, they don't concede many points, and they're really resilient defensively, and they, they need to send a message defensively more so than how many points they score on the board. And I've got no doubt... No doubt whatsoever that Wayne Bennett, who is a, a really defence-orientated coach, he would have just hammered home this week the importance of each individual mm. and their tackle efficiency because if they allow, if they win the game, let's say they win the game 38-22, to me, that's not good enough. That's a loss. That's not good enough for as a South fan. Mm. Mm. Oh, uh, there's still some doubt around Damien Cook, whether he'll be available to play. Um, yep. Jared Warrior Hargroves has been pulled out of the game due to he got bent over last week. Like he looked like a scorpion. He got bent back that badly, but he's uh, got a knee injury from that incident against the Dragons last week. That's a big loss. He's the spiritual leader of the Roosters. Mm, well, I'm actually now reading Damien Cook's been cleared, so he he must be okay. Um, Liam Knight concussion. Mansour obviously that knee. Uh, Kalama Tangi. Now, this is a big one. He's out for two weeks. He's going to miss the last two games of the crush season. Tackle. Yeah, yeah. He, Don't um, get me started. I, mean, I didn't even look like a crusher tackle. But anyway, when we saw one of those last night as well, uh, which wasn't even a crusher tackle. Uh, but anyway, uh, we move on. Uh, Kalama Tangi is a big loss for South. He's been in outstanding form, hasn't he? He has been. Usually a front row has been t- developed into a second row now. And I think... I really believe he's been one of the form back roles of the entire competition, but he's really just flown under the radar a little bit. Mm. Um, but he forms a really good partnership on that right-hand side. He's a, a tremendous um, athlete. He's got great footwork for a, for a big man as well. And, and the way the game's moving forward, I think eventually he'll move back to the front row, but the game will suit him just with his athleticism. So um, he's going to be a big loss. Now, Jaden Sewell's gone in there, and don't worry, he will handle it perfectly he's a he's a state of origin back row he's aggressive uh tremendous young player mm. um but you what you it breaks down the combinations that you get on those in those key areas when mm. you're in attack and defense so um but yeah they'll still be okay south i think against the roosters with sewer coming in there and jackson paulo going in for uh, josh mansell who's gone for the rest of the year with a, a medial ligament tear so um 
Yeah, they, they've got good depth. Mm. They've got good depth, the bunnies, and you need to have good depth this time of year leading into the finals. Oh, and look, on the bright side, Kalal Matangi will be fresh for the finals. So, you know, South can't can't miss out on being in the top four. So they're going to finish third, whatever happens. So uh, nothing is going to change there. So uh, South versus the Roosters, big game tonight at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, who wins by how much? Satsy? I'm going to say South win by 24. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it's 30 points to six. I hope so. Mm. I hope so. I'm nervous about this game. I'm you really can put a bet on that. You can put some money on that if you want. Well, uh, gamble six. responsibly, kids. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Don't yep. uh, don't just go out and do that. Um, make sure you think about the consequences if you lose. Uh, this Jackson is, Paulo will score two tries. Jackson Paulo, two. You heard that first here yep. on Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. I'm just a bit player in all of this kerfuffle. Uh, we'll go to a break. When we come back, Sats, uh, we'll look at um, Thursday night's game, plus we'll catch up with Chris Nelson on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Goes to Peachy now, and they're looking and standing, and away goes Firma. Got away from another one. Then he's going to pass. This will be a try first up. Philip Sammy will get across and score the first try. Well, that came out of nothing. Bo Firma, forget about Dave Fafuda. There's your million-dollar play from the very cheap player. Gold Coast score first, and they lead four points to nil. Now, I want to go to the left-hand side. Here's Ponga floating around. Big dummy. Kalen went straight through. That's what Spudley wanted. That's what Spudley got, and the Knights bounce back. 6-4. Fogarty, they went to the right. Here he is. Big Dave. Big Dave winds up, gets down low, and gets over. There's three defenders there. Somehow he just sliced his way through. That's what you got to do. Everyone who's got Dave's in your super coach side is dancing now. Gold Coast Go to the lead again. Man goes left-hand side. Kalen, short ball. Mitchell Pierce gets over, gets it down. Well, if you wanted your two stars to drag you back into the game, that's it. Kalen Ponga to Mitchell Pierce. Try to the Knights. Kick to come. There's only two points in it. Hey, can we just talk about Jake Clifford? This could be a chance for the Newcastle Knights to lead for the first first time tonight. Correct. Here we go. Ride it with him. Should be no problem. And swings through it, no problem whatsoever. 14-12. 14-12. Newcastle over the Titans. The penalty to the Titans, and they'll take the shot at two. Here's the kick, and it is through. So there you go. It was a pretty simple one for Jamal Fogarty. So we're locked together. 14 all is the scoreline. Here it is. Pierce is there. Can he win it for them? 14 all the scoreline. 15-14 the scoreline. Mitchell Pierce has done it. The Knights get home just again against the brave Gold Coast Titans. The Newcastle Knights winning a tight one against uh, the Titans. 15-14 Sunshine Coast Stadium. Um, Geez, Mitchell Pierce wound back the clock last night, didn't he, Sats? He did. He made a couple of mistakes. But in saying that, when you need the key players, they step up. And that was the difference in the end. When it was 14 all and looking like it was going to go to Golden Point, the experience was the difference. And what I mean by that is when the Titans set up for a, a potential field goal to win the game or take it to 15-14, they set it up. Patrick Herbert come in from his centre position on the right-hand side. They pass the ball back 15 to 20 metres to him to have an attempt. And, of course, the further out, uh, the the more degree of, um, yep. of difficulty it is. And that's exactly what happened. And that gave a seven-tackle set to the Knights. They worked their way off the field. Uh, Jared Wallace, who, again, it's a bit of his trademark as a charge down. A lot of time it works out for him. On this occasion, probably wasn't the right time to to actually go for an official charge down because it gave another set of six to the Newcastle Knights. And 
The experience was the difference. Mitchell Pierce has moved them in the position. Jaden Braley gave him a nice pass. He had good coverage right in front from 25 metres out. Nailed the kick with only 10 seconds to go. So, so that, Kalen, Pong, Kalen yeah. Pong was the difference between both the sides. And, How about um, that try he scored, mate? He just ran around and said, give me the ball. Ran from the right-hand side yep. of the goalpost. Yep. Saw Tino Fasul Malawi trying to get back into the line on the yep. try line and just went down the short side, sprinted to get there yes, and must have overcalled it and got the ball and uh, scored that first try for Newcastle. So, yeah, he was the difference. Mitchell Pearce was outstanding. What I've about his tackle? Got... Sorry, mate. What about his tackle on Sammy? He, he really wound back the clock. He chased Sammy down who was flying down the wing mm. and in cover defence got him. I thought, wow, this yeah. is – what's Mitchell Pearce? Yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. And his kicking game is just the difference also. He's so experienced with his tactical kicking. But I've got to say for the Gold Coast Titans, Jaden Campbell I thought was their best player. He was outstanding. He's yeah. so courageous for such a slimly built, finely built <laughs> athlete. He's 20, 21 years of age. He's about 43 kilograms. He could, yeah, ringing he could, ride, the, he could ride the third at the Gold Coast. <laughs> um, but in saying that... Um, his, his courage is outstanding. His kick returns are great. He was safe under the high ball. Uh, he is going to be some player. And the Gold Coast Titans need to find some way to have both he and AJ Brimson in the same team. And I think in 2022, you'll see AJ Brimson playing number six. Well, I spoke to AJ Brimson during the week, Sats, and he is happy, more than happy to play in the six. He goes, I'll have to learn how to tackle again because I haven't been doing much of that. <laughs> and uh, he said, I'll, I'll probably spend a bit of time out in the wing just having a rest. So uh, in defence. So, but, Matt, he... He actually said, I'm all for it. He goes, I'm happy to play He was six. originally a 5'8". That's so right, he He's was. going back to a position that he's played a lot of his juniors in anyway. He's a bit of a hipster now, though. He's, 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 um, he's living at Palm Beach, old AJ Brimson, and he's bought himself a van to go vanning around the country when it all opens up as well. He's taking it easy. He's got yeah. himself a girlfriend and a dog. He's, he's loving life. He's a strange kid, old AJ, and I mean that with the uh, the utmost respect. He's a beautiful kid. Um, talks 100 mile an hour. Doesn't he what? A, Even with a broken oh, he's jaw. Like he's, on, he's like he's on speed. He's just got to <laughs> slow down. But that's the way he lives his life. He's hey. a fast athlete, and he wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Queensland is your place to race this year. I'm excited personally about the Cairns Cup. You know, I, I couldn't go to the Cairns Cup this week. I told Chris Nelson this. Uh, and hello, Chris Nelson, by the way. Because you're banned. Yeah. Hello, Jason. No, not banned. Zach's. No, not banned because I have to take Aria, your, my, my daughter that you just love, to sewing. That's the reason I can't go to the Cairns Cup. What? I know. Are you serious? I'm absolutely. What? Organise an Uber or why couldn't you have dropped her off, Sats? I could, I could have dropped her off. She hates yeah. Sats. She may have gouged my <laughs> eyes out sats. on the way there. How but could anyone hate Sats? No, oh, exactly. line up. Tell you what, I mean, I work with his wife every day. You should see what she has to say. Now, listen, Nelson, the Cairns Cup on today and a few other things. Uh, and by the way, boys, I'm in the Off the Bench studio. You two are in our Brisbane studio next to each other. Yes. You've never met before. No, well, we haven't. We've spoken a lot, and Sats has just informed me that he, uh, you, you form so, a, a picture of someone in your An mind image, when you yeah. talk to them on radio. He expected me to look like Chevy Chase, so he's very disappointed when he came in this morning and realised that I look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> or, <laughs> Did you or, practice that joke? No, it just came straight off the tongue. Gollum off Lord of the Rings. Well, I'm off to look him up. I don't, I don't even know who he is. Sats, remember a couple of weeks ago you said Pee Wee Herman, didn't you? <laughs> That's probably closer to the truth. <laughs> That's what his ex-girlfriend said. Right. Wow. <laughs> Can you cut that one out? Oh, God. Now, listen, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, so where are we racing uh, Saturday afternoon? 
We are racing at Doombin and we have a good meeting at Doombin on Saturday afternoon. Would you like some tips? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Three out go. of four last week, mate. You did very well. Yeah, three out of four. It was a good weekend. Race three, number 13, Miami Fleiss. Tony Gollan and Kyle Wilson-Taylor combined here. Now, she's very speedy. We know that. She ran five weeks ago first up here at Doombin. She drew a horror gate. She sat three wide, no cover up on the speed. And she hit the front with, what, 200 metres to go, and she looked like she might be able to win, but uh, that tough run told late. And she just faded a little bit. So I like the fact Tony's given her five weeks to recover. Drawn a lot better this time around. She'll find the fence. A little bit of mid-race pressure, but I think she'll be able to kick away in the straight. What's so the name of the horse? Number 13, my, Miami Fleiss. That reminds me of my favourite Chinese restaurant on the Gold Coast. Sat, you know this. It's called Miami Rice. It is too, yeah. Yeah, halfway down the Gold Coast. Now I feel like some beef and black bean. All right, what's your next tip? <laughs> a bit early for that. No. Um, it's not early for that, is it? Uh, race number five, horse number two, Roman Aureus. Now, Roman Aureus has been very consistent. Did you say Roman camp. Orifice? Aureus. Oh, Aureus. Aureus. Oh, Aureus, get it right. Four runs oh, this prep God. for four placings. <laughs> four placings. <laughs> Hasn't drawn a barrier. That's been the issue. Had he have drawn a barrier, he probably would have won at least two of those races. Well, tomorrow he finally does. Today he finally does draw a barrier. Uh, I think he'll be hard to beat. There's no speed in the race. He'll sit nice and handy in 1,600 metres. Although for the first time, the way he hits the line, you'd expect him to run that out okay. So race five, number two, Roman Aureus. Now this one. Jason, I want you to back this each way this afternoon at Doombin. Race eight, number three, Ballistic Boy. Now, Ballistic Boy, first up from a break, he's better off running, well, he's more suited to running over ground, but fresh over 13.50, I think he'll be sharp enough here. He trialled well at Doombin recently. He finds himself in a race with little speed and he's drawn a good gate. So he might settle probably fourth or fifth in the run and we know he can hit the line strongly. So have something each way at a good price. Race eight, number three, Ballistic Boy, uh, Doombin on Saturday. Chrissy, what a late week and big week in racing with Jamie Carr and Glenn Boss. Yeah, Glenn Boss. We don't really know what's happened there. All we know is that he, he made the trip up to Howard Springs, did four hours of quarantine, had police knock on the door and say, that's it, you've got to go back to Sydney, him and his Because uh, he was going to do the quarantine to go to Melbourne. Yeah, and uh, went back to Sydney and he'll be spending the carnival in Sydney. I don't really know what happened. And Jamie Carr breaching... Jamie Carr breaching COVID uh, restrictions in Victoria with Ben Mallam and two other jockeys. They've been suspended for 14 days. Do you think it'll be more? Could be, yeah. yeah could well be. Uh, there might be a fine there. Who knows? But uh, yeah, four jockeys in the in the one spot uh, congregating after curfew, and yeah, you know. Yeah, wow. There, so. And of there course, Tommy Berry suspension too. Seventeen meetings uh, yeah. taking effect after Saturday's racing. So uh, yep. some jockeys are not behaving themselves at the moment, are they? Jockeys behaving badly, and some good but opportunities for other jockeys. Definitely, that's yeah. always the or case. Or some Someone short people step up. who are looking for some work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Could be me, but I'm a little heavy. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, Riley Day. Anderson, uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Doombin, uh, the Gold Coast Sunshine Coast. And please don't forget the Cairns Cup Saturday afternoon as well. You want uh, a tip for the Cairns Cup? Yeah, sure. Yes, please. The favourite. Number 12, Namazoo for Ryan Wiggins. Absolutely flying, and I think can get away with that race. So There'll race be some lunatics oh. in Cairns this weekend. I'm Half missing it already. Half of them won't see race eight. But anyway, if they're still up and about, <laughs> that's the way to go. And that's just a normal Saturday. What are you talking about? That's right. Uh, I think we've done everything else. Chris Nelson, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll ca- talk to you again next week. This is Off the Bench, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews. When we come back, Payne Haas on the show. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. 
Katoa with Haas coming across in cover. Now Katoa is headed towards centre field. Kick and sends Kennedy on the chance. Payne Haas, you are brilliant. That's a play of the day. He's one of the men uh, playing in the NRL at the moment, Badge, who just plays up until the final whistle. In fact, I reckon it's one of the reasons why Reese Walsh didn't kick that field goal on, on Sunday to send that game into Golden Point. Payne Haas, uh, New South Wales front rower and Broncos front rower joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Payne. Hey, thanks for having me on here. Thank you. No worries, mate. Look, we're, we've been absolutely just... Um, blown away by your performance this year. You've been playing out of your skin. Have you felt that yourself? Have you felt that you've taken that extra step forward this year? Yeah, um, obviously what happened in off-season, um, you know, I just wanted to make it up to all the boys. So, um, you know, I knew I had to um, roll my sleeves up and um, do my job and go to the next level. So, yeah. Payne, the, the, the club itself really, really seemed to be heading in the right direction after, you know, terrible year last year. Uh, not a great start this year, but there's been some really positive signs. What's changed in the last few months around the place? Um, I think just all the boys, you know, we've got heaps of young boys coming through and like them debuting and stuff. Um, you can see the improvements in them lately. And um, I think everyone here, we're all pretty tight and we just don't want to let each other down. So, um, you know, it wasn't ideal started to the year, but um, we're um, getting there now. Yeah, starting to get there. Um, now, you're 21, 22 at the end of the year, I believe. So, with those young blokes, you're, you're almost going to be the, the the senior player in the forward pack. Have you given that any thought? <laughs> nah, we're all pretty young. Um, you've seen our average age. We're one of the youngest teams, us and Penrith. So, um, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, obviously, at the... A competition like the NRL, it's um, pretty hard to perform week in, week out, especially with how young we all are. But um, I'm just real proud of the boys the last few weeks. Yeah, um, mate, Kevy, uh, he, he seemed to be the most stressed person in rugby league about six weeks ago. And, and I know a couple of wins helps ease that stress. And, yeah, he's one of the most likable guys in the game. Have you noticed a change in Kevy? Is he starting to relax and, I guess, ease into the coaching role now? Yeah, I think... Um, with Kevy, he just had to take a step back a bit um, last few weeks and, you know, just um, find himself again. I'm pretty sure he said that um, last week as well. And um, you can see that in him. He's just starting to be himself, um, cracking more jokes and all that, not being so serious. So, yeah. His sense of humour, dead set, it was gone for about 15 weeks, wasn't it? He, he was just in a bad place. And you'd, you'd know by now that's a, a big part of Kevy's makeup, isn't it, Payne? Yeah, obviously when you're losing games, especially at a club like Broncos, it's pretty hard to um, come in and make jokes. It's um, I don't know how hard it would be as a coach, but I don't know it would be stressful. So, you know, when you're not winning games, um, I don't think any person would be cracking jokes. Were you, were you aware of Kevy and, and, and his history and, and the actual the, the Broncos history? Are you, you know, were you a fan growing up enough to know most of the, uh, the former players? Yeah, I don't really remember it. I'm probably too young but he goes on about it every um, week we're training so that's how <laughs> I go now so no we know how special play used to be with the team he was so yeah um with with Kevy how does he how does he treat you I mean you're one of the star players of the team is is he spent a lot of one-on-one time time with you mate or does he let you do your own thing um you know obviously um point some stuff out what I should work on sometimes and but um, no, it's pretty good. Um, he just lets me do what I what I got to do to get ready for games, and 
um, if there's anything he needs to say to me straight up, he'll just say that. So it's a pretty good relationship. So, yeah. Any change have you felt around the club as well with with the new CEO coming on board and, and of course, uh, Benny Eichen joining the, the, the club as well? Have you noticed a change? Yeah, I think um, I don't really know about the CEO. I haven't had much to do with him lately just because he's only just been there. But with Benny, he's been around all the boys and all that. He's um, been real good for us. He's real smart and, um, yeah, he's been good for us. Payne, have you have you always been a front roller? Have you? Have you I mean, I know you. You well, I imagine you're a pretty big kid, but a lot of players play in different positions. You've got ball skills that uh, you're not. You don't always see in front row. Is, is that always been your spot? Nah, um, I used to play halfback back in the day, but no. <laughs> nah, you know. How big? How big is your front row? No, no, I played front row all my um, since I was a kid. Um, Mum always put me there, so. Um, she always wanted me to play in the forward, so yeah. Yeah, good. Now, I, now there was a time where you were going 80 minutes, but at the moment, what are you you're playing, 60-odd minutes or so, or 65? But would you prefer to go the full 80? Could you still go the full 80? And, and whose decision was that? No, um, I think that was me in off-season. I told Kevy I don't want to play 80 minutes this year. Um, you know, last year took a bit of a toll on my body, and I was a bit stuffed from the year, so... <laughs> think um, for me to have more impact on the game, I feel like I can take back my um, minutes and put more volume out there so I'm not saving myself for the whole 80 minutes. Now, Badge might, won't like me talking about this, uh, being a Blues supporter, but another great year, State of Origin, the Blues winning the series 2-1. Uh, when you get into camp and you're around all those players and, and the coaches, what do you get from that personally? Does that help you with your development as a player as well, playing in the Blues side? Yeah, I think just being around like the best players um, each day and just seeing what they do, um, it's pretty cool. And um, you just take little bits out of everyone and um, into your prep and how you get ready for games. So seeing that with the best players is um, pretty cool. And yeah, I took a lot away from it. Um, who was the biggest pest of the Blues camp uh, this year? Um, uh, probably Jerome Luai or um, Junior Paulo. Junior Paulo. Oh. A big yeah. pest. A big pest at that. Yeah, he sure is. Mate, can't let you, we're going to let you go, but um, I can't let you go without asking the question. Mate, any closer to finalising a deal with the Broncos? Are you, you getting close to that? Um, oh, I'm not sure yet. Boy, there's lots of stuff here um, behind the scenes with contracts and all that kind of stuff. So um, you know, I'm just going to play footy and um, let people outside of that um, work on that. So... Good answer. Um, yeah, got nothing yet. Got nothing yet, but yeah. We're well, sure you'll be right, mate. You'll, you'll yeah. be able to put food on the table. <laughs> yeah, we don't think, be <laughs> you won't be struggling, Payne. Payne Haas. <laughs> good on you. Uh, New South Wales front row Bye. and Broncos front row. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips. Okay, let's do it. Uh, we've got some great games uh, this weekend, Sats, to round out round 24. Let's look at 3 o'clock Saturday Arvo. The Dragons and the Cowboys, Brown Park. Some big ins for the Cowboys. Yeah, there is. I'm Jason Chalmalolo's back, but I'm I'm looking at the Cowboys causing a bit of an upset here. They're not the favourites. They're sitting 15th at the moment. The Dragons, after the dopey dozen and barbecue fi- barbecue fiasco, 
haven't been the same side. They are really short here, the Dragons. But um, I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys cause a bit of an upset. Chase, to okay. be quite honest. Sharks, Broncos, Suncorp, first of a double header. Yeah, I like what the Broncos are doing. They're a lot better, but uh, I just think the Sharks. They're, there's something about the Sharks that are impressing me. They're just a real resilient bunch. And they're playing with a lot of speed. So I'm going to take the Sharks to beat the Bronx. Storm will belt the Eels, won't they? Yeah, they'll beat them, and they've got some some handy players back as well. But uh, I don't think they're going to get it all their own way. Oh, I think they I will. Think they'll win. I reckon this will be another. This will be another playing, fifty plus, mate. They're playing like a dollar seven or something, mate. It's another fifty plus win. The Eels mm. are terrible. Absolutely no, terrible. Ma- no, Mike Acevo. No. Jeez, poor bugger. What is he out for about six, seven months? Sea Eagles versus Bulldogs. Uh, first of a double header at Redcliffe on Sunday. Yeah, sea Eagles. Yeah, good afternoon. This yeah. will be a good afternoon. This yeah, good afternoon the Seagulls you as well. With Tommy Trevojevic back. So, uh, yeah, they're a much better side with him in the team. And, uh, yeah, I, look, Sunday afternoon's not that great, actually. Panthers, West Tigers as well. That's the late game. Historically been a really good game, this one, but... Yeah, I just don't like what the Tigers are throwing up at the moment. They're a little bit disappointing. They're undisciplined. They're so frustrating. And the mm. Panthers with Nathan Cleary, uh, they just keep going from strength to strength. Yeah, absolutely. Radio, let's do this. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? May I start? Yep. Continued action at the Paralympics. Uh, Aussies are just absolutely oh, killing how good it, has it been? in Tokyo. Mm. Mate, it's been amazing, actually. Um yeah, I've loved loved every minute of it, and it's uh, you know I was a, f- a bit of a letdown after the Olympics finished, but now the Paralympics are fired back up. I'm feeling exactly the same as I was when I was watching the Olympics, and mate, just addicted to it, absolutely addicted. And, and also because of the listening and the viewing times, which is it's perfect. You know, it's perfect for Australian yeah. uh, audiences. The athletes are getting the the recognition and the exposure they deserve. Yeah, good call. The other thing I'm looking forward to, Swans versus Giants in the AFL and Swans versus Giants in the netball final. Well, it's it's the Swifts, but they're the Swans netball club and all that. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that's so fantastic. Good, a good friend of mine, Maddie Proud, the captain of the Swifts. I'm really looking forward to seeing whether she missed out on the grand final they won two years ago. Can't wait to see whether she... Gets the uh, hold the trophy aloft uh, in this grand final. And of course, my good mate is the coach, Bryony Akel. Yeah, the you, do. you like Bryony. Love she's her. A good bird. She really is a good she's bird. a top bloke. I'm telling you right now, good bloke. I'd love to go and have a few beers with her and pick oh, her brain about stuff, mate. Absolute champion. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, the Lions. Uh, yeah, they got a tough one against Melbourne, but Melbourne mm. finished ninth the regular season last year. Didn't play finals. How are they going to handle finals footy? That's going to be interesting. Mm, um, Chris Nelson, you know how you called him Chevy Chase? Yep. He's just sent me a, a, a collage of pictures of Chevy Chase <laughs> with the letters FFS. I don't know what that means. But anyway, he, uh, yeah, he's not happy with you, mate. <laughs> he's, you know what he's oh, doing well. now? He's Googling pictures of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Still, that was 20 minutes ago, mate. Get over it. All right, we're going to go. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And, mate, you'll be back on Sports Day next week, won't you? I will be. I will be. Ah, look forward to having you back. This has been Off the Bench. Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Have a great weekend. Good day.